hello, good day, everyone. Welcome, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Almost New Year, uh, to an episode of Magic the First Pioneers podcast. This podcast is all about the Pioneer format, and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer in this fine December. I am your host, Kevin Finkel, joined here by my co-host. Hey, everybody. It's Ryan over here in the Tokyo area of Japan trying to stay warm. It's so cold. Ooh. It's been uh, warm, actually, around me. You know, it, it's haven't really had any snow. It's been surprisingly green for uh, late December. But, um, yeah, you know, sounds like we're going to have a nice casual episode here. Mm-hmm. We're keeping it a little bit loose, just the two of us. Um, we just wanted to make sure to fit in one last episode before the end of the year for anyone who's looking for just that little bit more Pioneer content. Yeah. And uh, we kind of digged into our bag here. You want to introduce the topic that we wanted to talk about for today? Yeah, so, uh, you know, recently, you know, we, we had talked about some... Uh, uh, brews of decks that were kind of interesting to us um, you know like there was like a, the whole Vadrock combo thing that's showing up in an event and then you had the uh, brew with the um, the blood tokens and madness and you know it got me thinking um, why not take a look at you know kind of all these other mechanics that we have in pioneer along with some of the newer ones that you know maybe we haven't really gone too deep on and just kind of expand on that like you know let's take a look at mechanics and see if any are actually good that we we should be playing with them yeah so uh, as far as what you're talking about you know i had talked early on in the season as a brew of like you know red black vampires madness with loris um i mostly shelved up the idea but we did see a 5-0 list that played a little bit heavier on the artifact side mm-hmm. running Shrap- shrapnel blast and the blood fountain uh which blood fountain turned out to be pretty not blood fountain what is the other uh, two mana one the sanguine statuette yeah i don't know any of those you know that, that list i think was pretty <laughs> terrible you know i watched uh, the crew pot three uh-huh. podcast play that one on stream and it did awful um but then claudio had also gone back and you know do some corrections there get blood tithe harvester in the deck which i think it needed and he was able to pull a 5-0 as well um, I followed up with playing it as well, so I had a slightly different brew version of it. Um, just to give some context mm-hmm. there as far as what we're talking about, we're talking about you know deck heavy on madness, heavy on artifacts, running some of those madness burn spells like Fiery Temper, Alms of the Vein. And, and I do want to say, like, not only um, is it you know interesting to see uh, new mechanics, or I would say me- mechanics hardly used, it's not only interesting to see them being played but also i would say it's fun as well you know if people are looking for some some more fun decks to play definitely check these uh, uh mechanics that we're going to talk about today check them out yeah so that's kind of let, let me just uh kind of phrase that topic more is what we wanted to look at is some of those mechanics that have been kind of you know when they came out they didn't have a deck they kind of flopped because of that mm. but maybe in the future there's some potential for them to be a deck yeah. you know madness really has never been a deck in pioneer until recently so we wanted to go and say hey what are some other mechanics that uh seem like they could have power but just never really had a home um maybe we can put it together a deck for them so to segue into this do you want to talk about ninjutsu first that was recently spoiled yeah let's talk ninjutsu ninjutsu so i want to say the newest um was it umezawa card i believe from uh neon neon dynasty um it says you know you pay four mana and you give a card ninjutsu so i never played when ninjutsu was a thing did you play or have you played with ninjutsu oh yeah cards? yeah i have can you explain ninjutsu a little bit 
So essentially you pay the cost, you return an attacking creature that isn't blocked back to your hand, and then you put the new creature into play tapped and attacking, also unblocked. Um, usually you would do this before you would do combat damage, so that the new creature gets to deal their damage. A lot of the ninja creatures have, like, you deal damage to the opponent, you draw a card, you deal damage to an opponent, you put a creature from their graveyard into play, things like that. Um, so not only is it often a cheaper or different way to get a creature into play, but it also often, you know, you're getting the advantage of getting it unblocked. So that's traditionally how ninjutsu worked. Uh, you would even sometimes play cards just to enable it, like cheap things that can't be blocked. Things like an ornithopter, which has evasion and mm-hmm. is zero mana to cost, uh, mana cost, so you can replay it afterwards. Uh, stuff like that. So, um... Is, I mean, could ninjutsu be a thing in Pioneer? Like, what kind of cards do you think would go really well with this new mechanic that we're getting? So, I do think that Ornithopter is probably the one I would look at most. Well, as well as, again, some of the cheap creatures that are able to, you know, be unblockable. We even have some things that just say unblockable. Mm -hmm. Um, That said, when most people, I think, have asked me, I've kind of said... It's unlikely that we'll see a ninja tribal deck as a competitive pioneer deck. It's very unlikely because we will only have one set of ninjas. Yeah, it means... You know, there aren't any ninjas anywhere else in pioneer right now other than, like, changelings, which are terrible. Uh, So we're not going to see a ninja tribal deck. Um, Maybe there's some decks, if, you know, there's an individual card with ninjutsu that's strong enough, we might see something built around that. But uh, I, I wouldn't call... I wouldn't say it's likely we'll get a tribal deck. I think we'll have enough cards with the evasion to be able to take advantage of ninjutsu. Um, you know, like, not only, like, the unblockable creatures, but I would say we have enough, uh, like, one band of fires that could actually uh, make a difference as well. And you you can't forget Tetsuko Umezawa from um, Dominaria, the 1-3 the that gives all your creatures... With one power, sorry, one power or toughness or less, uh, unblockable, basically. Is it Skulk or unblockable? It gives them unblockable. Tetsuko Umizawa. So, but yes, a Skulk is another mechanic. I don't know if it'll make it any better, but that's also something (laughs) that, you know, might go well with ninjutsu. Um, Was there anything else that you think might work with it? With uh, ninjutsu? Yeah. You know, the one card we've seen so far kind of, it, it doesn't quite play with that strategy. It kind of wants you to play something big to cheat into play, so we'll see if that's a thing. Okay. So something that will cheat something to play, probably we'll see some play then. Uh, I think uh, Detain might also be okay with this. So that's the uh, remove creatures from combat, or you know, they can't block or attack, I think. I don't think we have any good Detain cards, I don't think though. we do either, but I'm just thinking of ways to remove <laughs> creatures to make it easy to attack into, so... But, well, I like kill spells for that. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that'd be a good segue. Um, you know, talking about Ninjutsu, I'm excited about it. We'll definitely have to wait and see what cards show up, you know, uh, in the spoilers. Yeah. But. And I guess it'll be interesting. You know, it's unfortunate that ninjas aren't rogues. Like, I think yeah. a blue-black rogues deck could use a couple more good cards. Definitely. And uh, probably if we see any in this set, they will be ninjas and not rogues. So Definitely, definitely. All right, uh, so let's move on to our first topic then. What I wanted to talk about was, you know, what are some of the good mechanics from the more recent sets? So I know we did like the whole series 
on like every plane of Pioneer and we kind of talked about what each set brings. But, you know, we stopped, I think, right before Ikoria. I'm not sure. Maybe we did Ikoria. But um, I thought that'd be a good starting point. You know, uh, one of the sets that recently uh, rotated out. So starting from Ikoria coming to now, what mechanics do you think are, you know, good? You know, for example, would you say Mutate is good? Ooh, mutate's pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> I will say that. Um, I it's one that I think pretty much none of the cards saw much play. Uh, we did see that Vadra combo deck, and that's kind of where we were saying, like, hey, you know, that's a place where we didn't think this deck could be any good, and it sort of popped back. You mm-hmm. know, fully based around that mechanic. Um, even having, you know, it mostly is just running the two of them that create your card advantage as well as the infinite loop. But I do think that there's some things like the the four four saw some play in the sideboard. Yeah. I still think it has some potential. We can talk about that a little bit later, though. But okay, how about... Um, yeah, you know, maybe if we saw some more that, you know, synergize. Uh-huh. You know, it's one of those things where they are better in multiples. So if you had some more cards that had good mutate abilities, mm-hmm. um, having slightly worse mutate cards would be worth it because you want to be triggering the better ones. Yeah. So I'm guessing that's one of the... Th- I mean, I, we should kind of say that real quick, is that one of the drawbacks of a lot of these... Uh, mechanics is that because they were just introduced into Pioneer, um, they're not going to be great right away. Like they're going to need more, more support, uh, more more cards printed for them before they get really fleshed out. Um, yeah, so I think that there's a high threshold for mechanics that really only care about themselves to be playable. Because if one of them was good, that would mean that it would be really, really strong in standard. So like even um. You know, adventures mm-hmm. is a car is a mechanic that got a card banned in standard just because it was so strong on its own, and it's kind of borderline in pioneer. Like we'll probably bring that up uh, today, okay. but um, but for something like mutate, if if you're only caring about mutate cards, there's only one set of them. If it had, if mutate was good enough to be good in pioneer, it would have been insane in standard. Mm. Yeah, I think like you said, it's it's not so much that the mechanic is bad, but I think the cards are bad right now. Yeah, the cards are not great. Uh, should we talk about cycling? That also came with Ikoria. Yeah, I was going to say, so as long as we're talking about Ikoria, I think that cycling is a better one. We've got a couple of sets that have had cycling, at least a couple, I want to say. Yeah, we had um, I, you know, I can remember the, yeah, is it two or three that we've had? Because yeah. I want to say both Amonkets had it. Probably, yeah. Um, and what's nice is that there are some good payoffs, I think, in cycling. So maybe we will see maybe one more set with cycling mm-hmm. or some of them synergize with discard abilities. So if we see some more things that pay you off for discarding that can also work. Okay. Um, next I would say is foretell. How do you feel about foretell? Ooh, foretell. Tell is terrible. You know, I was yeah. recently re-listening to our, you know, set review from that set from uh, that was Kel time. Mm-hmm. And we were pretty excited about a lot of foretell cards, none of which were at all playable whatsoever. Um, I think Fortel is just kind of bad is how it ended up. <laughs> I mean, I like uh, Doomscar still. I, I'm still playing that. Yeah, but it doesn't see play. It, it's not good. <laughs> but uh, I also think it really depends on the metagame. With Fortel, we were talking about in our uh, set review about how it could be really good against control decks because... Or not control decks, but like discard decks because you foretell something and then um, you know just set it and forget it and it's always there kind of away from everything. It's safe. So I could definitely see it, um, you know, maybe uh, in, in the future, 
just you know, depending on the meta game. So I'm gonna say it's okay. I'm not gonna mm. say it's bad. I'm gonna say it's okay. It's I, I think it's. I think playable. the cards we have are not good. <laughs> Mechanic wise, I like it though. I'm saying. Yeah, I just think it needed to be pushed a little harder. Okay. In most cases. Um, you know, Elrond's Epiphany is kind of an exception, but that one, the foretell, is mostly trinket text. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll you'll use it obviously, but it didn't have to be there for the card to be good as strong as it is. Okay. Um, are we going to talk tribes? Does that count as a mechanic? Because I feel like if we're looking at Kaldheim, wanna... there are some tribes there that I think should have some power um, in the future that we didn't see during their set. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, how would you say it's like a mechanic, though? Like, could, I mean, is there like some special synergy or something? Like, uh, you know, like things like giants matters, things like angels matter, things like elves matter. I think we're all things in Keldheim, and none of them really had payoff. Yeah, I think that's better saved maybe for a tribal discussion that we'll have okay, later. Okay, I'm fine. I'm fine shelving that for tribal discussion. That's a uh, that that is up to you. I just want to talk about the keywords today, kind of. Ooh, okay, yeah. yeah. So keyword me. So um, next, I think we have Strixhaven and Magecraft. How do you feel about that? Well, whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't want to skip from Keldheim because I do still want to talk about Snow. Yeah, I was thinking Snow. I don't think Snow's that good. I mean, I didn't have that. You don't think Snow's that good? I think Snow is underutilized in Pioneer. Mm. You know, we've had some Snow decks in Standard that haven't fully translated to Pioneer. Like, I don't think I've seen a Blood in the Snow cast in Pioneer, and I do feel like that's a good card. Um, I feel like Search for Glory is a card that, when it showed up, has looked really strong. Mm-hmm. Maybe those two cards can go together, and there's something there. Um, yeah, Faceless Haven, of course. I mean, that's like the, the number one thing. That's the whole reason that uh, Mono Black Aggro and uh, Vampires, you know, uh, play. Sure, and, and that's kind of a one off card, but I do think that some of the Snow cards are just playable enough that we might be able to see something played Mm -hmm. again if we get snow cards in the future yeah they would be able to play off of the keldheim cards that's a place where there should be some potential yeah yeah okay okay you uh converted me snow cards are good (laughs) um anything else from uh from uh keldheim then you want to move on to strixhaven um, from Keldheim, you know, we got a lot of sagas. I don't think that really counts yeah, as a mechanic. Not really a new mechanic, um, at least. I would say changeling, but you know, that's tried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we already did a changeling uh, topic, anyways. So, oh yeah, I've found plenty of times to complain yeah. about changelings. Uh, no, yeah, we can we can move on. Okay, so yeah, let's go back to Magecraft. So this is kind of like Pearless, but it's not. How do you feel about Magecraft? You know, we had a couple cards like you know whenever you play a spell. I think like Professor Onyx was like drain two, and um, uh, another one was like yeah, you get plus two plus two or something, or you get a counter or or something like that. So that's what Magecraft was in a nutshell. You know, with Strixhaven, I think this is a great one to talk about for our topic because I did feel that a lot of the cards were interesting and just not quite powerful enough to make it mm-hmm. into Standard Pioneer. Um, with Spellcraft, I think it's kind of on that line. You know, there's a couple cards that, like, I would love to put Professor Onks or the um, Bloods, what is it, Sedgemore Witch into some decks, and there's just really not homes for them. They're, you know, a little bit too expensive. They're reasonable cards, but not good ones. 
to be trying to pay off for this mechanic. Mm -hmm. And then we don't have anything like in Legacy where you can just go infinite with Magecraft. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that uh, as a mechanic, there's a lot of ways to break it without just a couple better cards that say Magecraft on them. Or, you know, some cheap spells that can uh, replicate themselves. Was it you that was always kind of excited about cards like Sedgemore Witch? I mean, I'm, of course I'm excited about Sedgemore Witch, but uh, why specifically? No, just because of uh, the, the body on it, the, the abilities, and the Magecraft as well. Uh, cast- uh, I want to say that Jonathan Medina was higher on it. Okay. Um, I was a little bit low because it does still, you know, he was like, oh, you know, it'll be good against red decks because it can make creatures that gain you life. And I was like, yes, but it trades with shock as your three drop. That's really bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, I like it. I think it. I think it's one of the better ones uh, that have been printed, just potential wise. Uh, I think the support is already kind of there with pro S decks. So, so yeah, it's not yeah. bad. It's not bad. I like Magecraft. Uh, we also had Learn from Strixhaven as well. Um, how do you feel about that? Being able to get stuff from your sideboard. So, you know, this is interesting as we're kind of going back through. I just listened to through these episodes, so I'm glad I did that prep. Um, kind of still feel the same way about Lesson Learn. You know, if we saw more Lesson cards, maybe Learn could get better. Um, as it is, you know, right now they're just a slightly too low of a power level mm-hmm. for Pioneer. So, for the most part. Like, I think there's a place where, you know, maybe you could fit one Lesson or Learn card yeah. into a couple of little decks here. You know, we've seen some things with the uh, Eye Twitch, uh-huh. but... Um, but yeah, it's kind of a bit of a lost cause. Like, there's just uh, the power level's a little bit low on both sides of the cards. Didn't you see like someone playing like a, a deck list with like all these like lessons, and then there's like no learn card or something on it, and we're like, well, how how are they supposed to get it? Do you remember? I don't, I'm not no. sure. <laughs> so yes. Uh, anyways, so I just just wondering about about that one. So yeah, lesson learned. Yeah. Um, I like again. I like this mechanic. Uh, anything that lets you kind of like um, take advantage of your sideboard from the main board, I think is cool. Um, like the whole companion thing for creatures, this is basically kind of like companion for uh, for spells, kind of. I kind of feel. Uh yeah, maybe. Maybe. And it, and it gives access. <laughs> it gives uh, access to your sideboard to non-blue players, so you don't have to pay, play like your Fey of Wishes or or something like that to grab stuff from your sideboard. But. Yeah, so I think part of it is, uh, you know, I'd kind of said this when we reviewed Strixhaven, is that I, I did feel like they were doing a lot of interesting things, but they're things that aren't really done in those color types previously. So, like, red-white doesn't really have a keyword, mm-hmm. but they were caring about the graveyard as a red-white deck, and that's cool. I'm glad they're doing that, but none of the cards were individually strong enough yeah. that they're going to make an archetype, and they don't have any other sets where red white is doing graveyard mm-hmm. stuff that they can draw off of to try and build a deck out of. So that that's where it kind of falls apart is that I think Strixhaven is the perfect example of like hey, if these were if there were five Strixhaven sets, I bet these could all be like big bang boom archetypes, mm-hmm. but we really don't have that. Um so maybe in the future, you know, 5 years down the road, Pioneer might have a, you know, a lore hold deck because those mechanics are so good but right now we don't even have the like the cornerstones mm-hmm. where it's like something powerful that would do that effect okay um uh, i don't know is there anything else from strixhaven or can i move on to um you know ward was introduced then, okay I think. yeah ward's been just good but you know that's not a mechanic that you it's, can really like abuse yeah. or anything i guess it's more like an ability 
Um, but I guess it's, I don't know, how, would, how, are we, how are we defining mechanics? Yeah, I, I feel like they at least in some way have to be build-aroundable. Yeah. You know, you, you can be able to make, you can't make a ward deck, like that doesn't, yeah, make, that's not a thing. Yeah, can't make a ward deck, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but I think another one, and I want to say it's from Adventure in the Forgotten Realms. Adventure in the Forgotten Realms was like all different types of mechanics. I want to say when I was looking through like all the cards, like each one had a different yeah. name, pretty much. <laughs> oh well, so there were a lot of things in AFR where it just gave it a name, even though it's not really a mechanic; yeah. it's just an ability that's on the card. Okay. You know, it it doesn't have any inherent text. It's just a um, you know, you look at Flame Skull; it says rejuvenation yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, there was one that I think uh, I would kind of say is like like. I guess it's kind of like a mechanic, and that is pack tactics. It's more of an ability, I mm, guess. Yes. But it's definitely something there was... I want to say there's like five or six different cards that uh, are playable. We had the um, the werewolf that gets uh, lets you draw a card. Uh, there was the um, zero one cobalt that puts a dragon into play. Um, yeah, I don't. again, I don't know if this is like a mechanic mechanic, but I mean... I'd like to say it's something you can build around. Like it's it, like you said, if it's some a mechanic is something that you can build around, then I would say in that respect that pack tactics would be uh, a mechanic. Then, yeah, you know, it's mostly I can only think of the green werewolf that's playable. Though I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's uh, there's a actually constructed playable. I know there's the goblin that has like battle cry. Cobalt or something, but yeah, don't don't. That's not well. The battle cry like is not playable. The one that puts goblins into play when you have, you have six or more, and also uh, gives plus one plus zero in haste to everybody. It's like a another bushwhacker. Oh, I'm not sure which one that is. I mean, but Targnar maybe you don't yeah, see a little bit of play, one. but I don't know if that's a fits in. What goblin are you talking about? You're gonna have to tell me it's that an one. Uncommon. It's like battle cry goblin or something like that. I think. But anyways, this is one of the Kings first strike. Let's see if I can find it. If I'm looking through here. So I wouldn't say there's, I don't think like entering into dungeon is a good mechanic. So I'm not going to really talk about that, but if you want to go ahead. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, it, it's a perfect example of what we're talking about, but it's just, you know, it's not good. Yeah. Um, there's not anything strong. There's nothing that's close that we'd be able to build on in the future, mm. especially because we wouldn't be able to build on in the future without other cards that say enter the dungeon. Yeah. Or which make new dungeon cards. Um, So that's Adventures in Forgotten Realm. I think next would be Midnight Hunts and Crimson Vow. You just do both of these. Is there nothing else in AFR? You might be right. I still don't know what goblin you're talking about. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's called Battlecry Goblin. I can check that out. All right, you'll have to tell me. Yeah, it's called Battlecry Goblin 2 2. Pay one and a red. Goblins you control get plus one plus zero and gain haste. And then pack tactics. If you attack with power six or more, you get a one one red goblin tapped oh, okay. and tap, tapped and attacking. Yeah. Got it. Okay, yeah. Um so uh in the new Innistrad sets we got flashback, which definitely is a good um Yes. I don't think it's a build around mechanic though. Like I don't think yeah. you're gonna be like I'm building a flashback deck to be able to play a bunch of flashback cards. Uh unless we got something really big that paid off for those. Like, you know, we have seen cards before that's like search your deck for a card with flashback yeah. put in the graveyard. I mean um, I don't think that we would ever find a place where we'd be 
building around flashback as a mechanic. There are certainly spells decks, though. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, you know, before we had uh, Unburial Rites in the original Innistrad, you know, that would definitely, I would say, is built around that mechanic. You know, people would mill it and only have the white. They wouldn't have the black to cast it. Like that sort of situation. So, so yeah, flashback, I think we're lacking the big well, we cards. We didn't really get any of those creative flashback ones. No. You know, we got one which has an alternate cost, the Light of the Night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, all of it was... Underpowered. Well, no, it was all just... Every single card was just... There's a monocost to cast mm-hmm. it, and then there's a higher monocost to flash it yeah, back. Yeah. You know, every one of those was like that. Yeah, true, true. I still think it's a good it's a good mechanic just because you get that extra value, even if you mill it or if it gets milled or discarded it's a, or something. Sure, it's a good mechanic that we shouldn't really be talking about because it doesn't yeah. fit. All right. Uh, <laughs> is where I think we are. How about day and night? That also showed up in, in a strad. Day and night. Um night bound, sorry. Day bound and night bound. I mean So as far as building around it, I think that's interesting. Mostly I think about building around it in terms of we haven't really seen a werewolves deck show up in Pioneer Mm -hmm. yet. And that a little bit surprises me. You know, I feel like people were testing it. I was doing a little testing and just didn't get far with it. Um, You know, I never really saw people like give a specific reason why it didn't succeed rather than just not, you know, maybe just didn't have the power and people couldn't find a build of it. But there are a number of good werewolves. Mm -hmm. If we are looking at it purely as a tribal thing, we'll probably see good werewolves in the future. And as long as they, you know, have flash or are strong cards, they should synergize in the future to be able to make a werewolf deck. As far as specifically being day-night, I don't think you have to build too hard Mm -hmm. around that. Again, just you have some flash and maybe... Yeah, I mean, maybe some instance, something like that. Minota, of course, is playing a couple good werewolves. They've uh, yes, and that's not playing it as a day night no, deck. No. Um, you know, probably if I were looking at a day night deck, we would specifically be saying, is there an, a deck that is playing or will be playing? Uh, what is it, Moonbolt? Uh, is that the one that changes from day to night? Moon Moon Ranger Slash. It's the oh. three mana deals three damage to any target. It costs two less if it's nighttime. If I you see. have a deck. That can play Moon Ranger or Slash. I would say that is a day and night deck. Mm-hmm. And you know, really the biggest thing we needed was we needed a one or two mana way yeah. to flip it from day to night. And they just intentionally wanted it to be not strong enough to do that. So would you say that the day day bound, night bound mechanic is better than the original uh mechanic of don't don't bleh, don't cast any spells, it flips, and uh if it, it I guess they still it changes from day to night with that mechanic but having it always be day or always be night is that better than the it's definitely a lot better um the big things are that it's only caring about the player whose turn it is Mm -hmm. so you can't just you know if your opponent if you try and pass your turn and the opponent cast an instant that would mess up your entire day night flip Mm -hmm. um they can't do that anymore it does mean that you can get weird situations where day night changes and the other you know the old cards would still flip but day night doesn't kind of thing Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's definitely better. The only weird part is that it continues to flip after all the day-night creatures are gone, mm. and if any enter later, then they can be uh, either day or night. Uh, That's where it's a little peculiar, yeah. but but it's still it's still definitely the right way to do it. So, did you want to talk about blood tokens or anything like that? Um, yeah, you know, we kind of talked about it as far as hey, we've got a blood token deck. It cares about the discard. It cares about the 
artifacts in play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool that that is showing up. Hasn't been perfectly figured out exactly what we want to do, but basically it's, this is the deck that's finally making madness possible, as well as caring about artifacts. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, other than your deck, I haven't seen it see too much play. Um, but yeah, it could be, you know, could have some potential. Um, so next question I want to ask you, you know, we talked about all these, these new mechanics here. Do any, did you want to talk yeah. disturb at all? Um, you know, as I long as you're talking it was recent good. sets. I thought it was too over <laughs> okay, well, Sure. But I mean, uh, j- just to say, you know, maybe there's some potential there and, you know, some mm-hmm. of the spirit creatures or something. True. Yeah, I, I agree. There's not much there, but I, I do think it's a mechanic over two sets that has some cards that just haven't seen play yet, really. Yeah, it's like borderline for me. Okay. Um, but yes, uh, so we talked about all these uh, these new mechanics from these newer sets. Do these make any of the older mechanics that we already had in Pioneer, do they make any of them better? Mm. You know, like, for example, during our... Uh, uh, preview card episode we talked about mutates and heroic being a thing you know like as a way to activate the uh, storm chaser drake or not heroic but like those trigger type abilities when you target a card basically yeah um that is a thing and then vajrak i think is already kind of a thing as well right that's yeah the vajrak combo is a thing it's kind of a heroic you know kind of card or uh combo i should say um but yeah anything else any other types of synergies you see with any of these newer uh newer mechanics it's a tough question because you know if we saw something it should already be a deck um unless we're saying like hey you know this made this stronger and one you know a plus b and then we don't have c yet but once Mm -hmm. c comes it's gonna make um (laughs) yeah i'm trying to think of an old mechanic that's suddenly gonna be amazing like it's hard to guess one Mm -hmm. obviously well, like we, hmm. well, like I said, I think Magecraft and Prowess kind of have a, a good synergy together. I think those could probably see play in the same deck in the future. Yeah, if we got the right kind of cards, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think Pack Tactics and uh, the uh, the Concertark here um, uh, mechanics of I guess I guess you could say they're mechanics formidable and ferocious. Like they all depend on like if you're playing, playing four power or uh, eight power or six power. I could definitely see all those kind of going together. Yeah, or like maybe if we got, I, I could see you know if disturb does end up being good, you know playing it with some of the constellation and enchantment abilities. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what you're going for. I didn't have any where it's like this is something obvious that it's a, uh, it's going to show up as a deck. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something to keep an eye out for, I think. Okay. So you don't think there's any other uh, possible uh, better mechanics now, for, you know, having seen these? Uh, uh, these I'm always brewing. I don't have anything yet. Nothing yet? Okay. All right. Then next question. Uh, how about synergies or mechanics that you think could be good? So, like, which ones do you think have potentials? And we've talked about this a little bit um before like i think party just needs um i guess yeah party's kind of a mechanic so oh my god (laughs) well party needs so yeah yeah. party has potential there were a couple of good party cards but like they just did such a bad job of giving us support for them like they're i think the um the one drop priest is a really good card but 
it's a one drop cleric, which means that you need to play two drop mm-hmm. that are not clerics. Yeah. And you know, two and three drops that are not clerics, which means you don't play Luminar Aspirant, which like why? You don't play any of your good clerics, mm-hmm. which is everything white has. So like white has gotten some good aggro creatures, but they're all clerics or they're not warriors, yeah. they're not wizards, they're not rogues. Yeah. Um so they just did a terrible job at actually giving us the tools we need to make that a deck. Mm-hmm. It's something that I think should have some potential. Like that priestess of Ionia or whatever it's called, specifically, I think has potential. Mm-hmm. Um they just really need to actually give us cards that are, you know, like aggressive one drops and that's something that loathe to do it seems wholeheartedly agree with that okay so what else uh, did when you were looking through all these old mechanics did anything stick out to you as having potential so am i allowed to say ones that you know would need some new cards mm-hmm. like i think that energy has a lot of strong things in it but we would need a cut co- we would need new cards like i feel like the two sets we have is not enough to push energy over the top but it's a, definitely a mechanic that was very strong in its standard it you know has good ways to make mana in every color. It has some strong cards that are natural, mm-hmm. you know, not two for ones, but like playable cards that also give you energy. See, I think they set up energy well as far as you know how to get energy. I think that's fine. I think the payoffs for the energy is is what's uh, you know that uh, mechanic is missing. Yeah, especially if you're a kind of fair deck. You know, Aetherworks Marvel, I think, is a mm-hmm. strong way to use energy. And that deck is probably missing maybe even some more setup. Yeah. Um, but as far as if you're trying to play like an energy aggro deck, that you would need some some aggro. Yeah. You, know, you need, need some more payoffs yeah. for it. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go next. I'd like to see more Constellation cards. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be nice. Doom, I remember Doomwick Giant back in Standard. Um, the whole was it? I think it was Sultai, maybe or maybe it was just black green. Uh, but all the triggered stuff that with like Panharmonicon and like all these other you know. Ooh, it, I don't know about that. But I mean, ETB I, I abilities, did put, right? Double trip. You want to know something fun? I put Doomwake Giant in a deck recently. Um, it's still a work in progress, but I'll ship you this this list. Uh, about with constellation in it. Yeah, with constellation. Nice, in it. nice. I mean, constellation also really seems to work with uh, you know, like Yorion and stuff as well. Uh, I'll put it in the Jank channel because it's Jank. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real whip. Okay. Oh well, it's not terrible. Um, really, what I was looking at is you know the new Cemetery Prowler mm-hmm. that like three four vigilance. Uh-huh. Um, if you exile an enchantment creature, it makes other enchantment creatures cost two less. Nice. So, like, you exile a Corsair, and then your Eidolon costs two, your Doomway costs three. Um, you can play multiple in one turn because of that, and that, that seems, you know, a little potential there. Nice, nice. Okay, okay. All right, so how about your next one? What's another uh, mechanic you think has uh, potential? Oh, you know, it's tough. Um <laughs> I don't think there's that many that are too close. Uh, I would love to see something with, like, Delirium. Um, because I think that the strong delirium cards haven't been seen play recently, mm. and that was one I had on my list. Is like, you know, if we got <laughs> some good delirium cards, I, I feel like where it would end up being though is that we would need some delirium payoffs. I think we've got okay ways to set it up. Maybe if we saw ways to set up the graveyard in other colors, you know, outside of green and black. Well, Emrakul in green particular. Emrakul is the ultimate payoff. But I, yeah, yeah, that's true. And I feel like you have uh, a lot of early enablers, you know, ways to put stuff into the yard. I think it's missing that mid-range, you know. Like, we had the Grim Flare at, like, two mana, for example. But we don't really yeah, have... Yeah, that Grim Flare shouldn't be in a deck with Emrakul, though. Yeah, 
Yeah. So like you know, like I said, for missing like those three drops and those four drops that have like a powerful effect that have that synergy with delirium. But yeah, I agree. I would love to see more delirium. You get Ishkan at five, of course, but mm, yeah. Uh, I kind of like Eternalize as well. You know, we've seen that in the um, I forgot the blue. So it's this flashback, right? <laughs> I mean, I think Eternalize is better than the whole Disturb thing. You know, because you get a four four uh, a four four uh, zombie token out of it. You get a better body, and you know, you also get usually you'll get some kind of benefit from Eternalizing as well, like. The uh, the blue guy, I forgot his name. The two one draws cards and then discards equal to his power. Hmm. I think or the, no draw draw oh, two. The, the blue one. I never have felt like that card is good enough for constructed play, but yeah, I know which one you're talking it about. It play like in the gift decks, the Godfarer's gift decks. It shouldn't. No, <laughs> or maybe it shouldn't. I don't know. But uh, I like Eternalize. Uh, but and I I think that right now the uh, the format is very heavy on graveyard mechanics i feel like we need less graveyard hmm. mechanics would you i mean i know you'll, you'll... i i'd agree with that yeah, yeah that that's fair and when... this is kind of a wild one like it's kind of um not quite a mechanic but like we haven't had a super friends deck in a long time mm-hmm. in pioneer um you know if you're allowed to count that i feel like the uh, what is the um blast it's not blast zone it's the other one that's in the same location as blast zone interplanar beacon uh-huh that's an amazing card, and it's kind of unbelievable that card isn't seeing play right now. I feel like there should be a Planeswalker deck in the future, and there's not right now, just because some of the most powerful ones got nerfed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what else is harsh to Planeswalkers right now, other than just not really having a nice mid-range strategy for them. I mean, I know also we have uh, all the Oaths as well. That's uh, kind of more of a yeah, cycle. Yeah, like the Oaths. So there is some support for it, and we just don't have the right combination of walkers mm-hmm. to like make a deck right now. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, another one that I'm thinking, uh, I mean, it's seen play in Modern, hasn't seen play in Pioneer, is Convoke. I still think hmm. we're, we're, we're lacking payoffs probably. Um, you know, kind of like a true toolbox type deck. Uh, we have the Coco decks, you know, where you just want to like put as much onto the battlefield as once but you know you don't have elf ball we don't have any kind of like birthing pot type deck which is why you know we're not seeing anything like um i'm sorry i'm thinking convokes a good yeah point there you know i had thought about it as a more broad sense of like we don't have a go wide deck in pioneer and we haven't for a long time um you know all of our aggro decks are a little bit more go tall you know Mm -hmm. you're not playing into sweepers so much maybe it's just there's good sweepers in pioneer But we really, really do not have a go-wide deck. That would be something interesting to me. And maybe Convoke's the way to bring it into this conversation. But I think that there are good go-wide creatures. There's good go-wide payoffs. We just don't have enough of them to make it into a deck, Mm -hmm. especially not in the world of good sweepers. And I meant meant to say Court of Calling. I was going to say Court of Calling is what I was Sure, yeah. That's kind of the... Yeah, that's probably the best of them. Um, I think there's maybe one more that I'd like to see. What about you? Is there anything else you want to see? Uh, I could go, I could pass, you know, nothing that, that I have to talk about. Um, so I think the last one I want to talk about is Mentor. Uh, I, mm. I really liked it as an aggro ability, but we've always we've talked time and time again about how Pioneer is really lacking in good one drops, especially 
stuff that synergizes well. Like you have uh, Monastery Swift Spear, but that's that's for a spell stack. You know, um, something like Mentor is more for your uh, aggro decks. You know, the creatures. You know, type type of thing. So that's something that I think is good, or it could be good in the future. You know, maybe if we get better one drops. Yeah, it's kind of just weak. You know, like. In constructed, it's not that often that you're attacking with multiple creatures, mm-hmm. um, especially with no go wide strategies. So it's uh, just a lot to a lot of hoops to jump through. Um, oh, I was gonna say one more. If it's not too crazy, you know, like it seems crazy to say, like, man, Delve isn't being played mm-hmm. enough. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of true. You know, we just saw a Delve spell that really hadn't seen any play at Temporal. all come to the forefront of the meta. Yeah, Temporal Trespass. Mm-hmm. But it is still kind of crazy that there are two or three, you know, two in particular that I can think of, strong Delve spells. Actually, probably three strong Delve spells I can think of that aren't seeing play and really should be. Mm -hmm. Like, Gurmag Angler should have a home. I think Tassiger should probably have a home. Mm -hmm. And we haven't seen really any of uh, um, Become Immense. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I mean, that that thing was kind of broken. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what we'll play with... uh... With ninjutsu. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to do that. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just saying, saying things right. now. So one last question before we wrap this up. So I thought Energy, for example, had a good setup but was lacking payoff. Are there any other uh, kind of mechanics that have like a good setup right now, but they're, they really just don't have that, that card that pushes them over the edge? I, you know, I can't think of any, but I think if anyone's got any, let us know because I'm always willing to try it out or uh, take a look at well, it, as well as something to keep an eye open for the future. I had one more I wanted to talk about. I was Explore. What do you think about Explore? Yeah, it, it, that's kind of, um, I don't know if you'd ever build an Explore deck. You know, there was really only the one payoff with the Wild Growth Walker, and I think that's far too low of a power level for the uh, for Pioneer, so you would need quite a bit more. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It needs more payoffs. I think the setup is good with Jade Light Ranger and Mist, Mist uh, Branch, whatever, Walker and stuff like that, but I would definitely like to see more uh, of those in the future. But anyways, yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm done. I got to talk about what I wanted to talk about today, and thank you for letting me uh, kind of pick your brain about you know mechanics appreciate it yeah hopefully people can think of other ones that they think are closer that they've been testing out with and if they can't go ahead and tweet us out at mpg pioneer is the best place to follow us for all of our mpg pioneer news as well as to keep up to date with what's going on in the meta you can also find a link to our discord there where you can talk to us directly uh find our deck lists from the show etc all right and uh, you guys can find me on twitter at yo japan hobbyist uh and uh yeah i think we were talking maybe no podcast next week so yeah we'll probably be off next week just for the new year's we're going to take one week off um you know we've already passed 100 episodes Mm -hmm. so we're doing pretty well here but uh hopefully you guys all enjoy this and that when there's pioneer news news starting back up in january we will be there to tell you about it Uh, but for now we are the first pioneers podcast we hope to be your go-to source for pioneer information online Uh, And as it's the New Year's, we are fireworksing out. All right. Happy holidays, everybody. See ya.